Great Loop Radio, brought to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. This is Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA. Today, my guest is Larry Cook, and Larry has done many, many vessel safety checks for us at some of our rendezvous and other events, and he's agreed to join me today, even though he's out there cruising, to uh, try and, and help people understand what to expect from a vessel safety check. So we'll bring Larry in in just a moment. Before we do, I want to take a moment to recognize and to thank our Admiral Level sponsors who support AGLCA at the highest level. They are Curtis Stokes and Associates, Dog River Marina, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage our listeners to support these businesses that support the Great Loop. With the business out of the way, I want to uh, welcome Larry Cook to the podcast. Uh, Thank you, Kim. Yeah, thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Um, As I said in the intro, we've got the rendezvous coming up, and Larry's been a key volunteer in providing some vessel safety checks at those in the past. So I wanted to bring you in to tell everyone to expect what to expect from that. But for those who haven't met you along the way, let's uh, start off, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your boating experience. Okay. Well, again, my name is Larry Cook. I, uh, I've been boating for a little over 30 years. I, um, I have a, a master's license, Coast Guard master's license. I also am a member of the Coast Guard Auxiliary, um, and uh, I have several qualifications there besides uh, being a vessel examiner. I'm also a boat captain, which is called a coxswain, and uh, now I also teach uh, basic boating safety classes to the general public and also coastal navigation classes to, to other auxiliaries. And, of course, you are one of our gold loopers. Yes. And you're also out Probably. there on the Down East Loop right now. So um, Larry's putting a lot of miles uh, on the boat these days. Um, so he, unfortunately, will not be with us at the Fall Rendezvous this year because he's coming to us today from Massachusetts. Um, so tell us about um, how long you've been a vessel safety examiner. And, and, of course, we are kind of focusing this on the rendezvous, but you don't have to be coming to the rendezvous to get one of these safety checks. You can get them just about anywhere. Yeah, that that is correct. You can uh, you can actually go online and uh, and ask for a vessel safety check, and either a power squadron, uh, U.S. power squadron, or a uh, Coast Guard auxiliarist will reply back to you and uh, and set something up to do a vessel safety check. Uh, myself, I've been an examiner for about seven years now. And what is it that makes you want to volunteer your time in this way by doing these examinations for other boaters? Uh, well, I uh, I've, I always wanted to be a, a licensed captain, and, uh, and I, I went ahead and, and got that done and, and enjoyed boating. And, uh, I sort of wanted to give back to the community, and I, I was looking around, and I found the Coast Guard Auxiliary. And uh, it's a great organization. It gives uh, me and, and other volunteers an opportunity to uh, volunteer our time and our education to, uh, to help the public and, uh, and help other, other uh, uh, organizations. And and we thank you for that because I know a lot of AGLCA members have benefited not only from vessel safety checks that you've provided or your colleagues have provided, but also from the Coast Guard Auxiliary in general and a lot of the public boating safety courses and other courses that they teach. So we thank you for that. 
Um, let's talk about the vessel safety check itself, also known as VSC. Um, tell us what the purpose is and what are the benefits to a boater of having one of these done on their vessel? Okay. Well, as, as hopefully our viewers know, there, there are uh, specific requirements, uh, both state and federal, that, uh, that a boater must uh, either, either have on their boat or go through to own and operate a boat. And what we do by doing the vessel safety check is that we make sure that they are in compliance uh, with the state and federal regulations and have all their safety equipment. And, of course, our main purpose there is to make sure that they are going to be safe out on the water when they're out, uh, out operating their boats. We also take the opportunity during the safety check to, uh, to do any education that might, uh, you know, educate the public uh, for things that they might not know about. And is there any particular other than making sure you're safe, of course, but if you've got a, a boater who, you know, has, has researched and, and is aware of the required safety equipment, what's the benefit to them in having a vessel safety check? Uh, it, it makes sure that the equipment is up to date and not out of compliance. Um, and it also, uh, we, we have found that uh, if you get stopped by law enforcement, either Coast Guard or, or a DNR type person, if you have that sticker on there, they generally know that you've gone through a safety check and your equipment at the time of the safety check was compliant. And so a lot of times they'll go a little easier on you. Uh, now, that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, it's a get out of jail free card by any means, but because uh, right. you, you do have to, as a boater, you have to keep that, keep that uh, equipment on the boat when you're operating it, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and I know that the required equipment um, can differ depending on the size of the vessel. Um, but if you can walk us through um, the required equipment, and also tell us where to find other information on that in case anyone out there is unsure of what they need, um, let's let's go ahead and, and do that part. Okay. Uh, well, basically, uh, every boat has to have a registration or documentation uh, papers for their boat. Uh, they also have to have life jackets. Uh, we also make sure that they not only do they have life jackets, but they're in, in good working order as well. Uh, boats also have to have fire extinguishers. And uh, if you have a, a vessel that's powered by gasoline and it's an inboard engine, you have to have some type of a ventilation system in the, uh, in the uh, engine compartment area. Uh, also, if you're a, a gas engine boat, you have to have a fire flame arrestor if it's an inboard type engine. So those are some of the things that we check. And then we also, you also have to have a sound producing device, so like a horn. Uh, of course, you have to have lights in order to be able to operate uh, in, either in inclement weather or at night. Um, visual distress signals. All boats have to have some type of visual distress signal regardless of the size. Uh, of course, depending on where you're boating, those requirements can change. Um, if you have a boat that has a sanitation device, like a marine toilet, then uh, we check to make sure that you're in compliance there. Uh, we also just look at the general condition of the boat to make sure there are no unsafe conditions. Uh, should we find anything that we deem unsafe, then we'll point that out to the owner, and, and it's up to their uh, discretion then to get it rectified. Uh, then there are some other legal requirements, like uh, you know, boats of certain size have to carry a copy of the NAV rules and and some states require that you carry a copy of the state requirements with you. So we just check those uh, also. Um, we also check the fuel systems. Uh, mainly we're looking for the fuel filters to make sure that they're in good, good condition. Uh, 
Uh, we also check the, the uh, electrical system, primarily the batteries. Um, states require that the uh, positive posts be covered with a protective cover or be in a battery box, so we, we look to make sure that that is the case. Um, if you have a boat that's big enough for a galley, then you have to carry a trash plan, and you have to have a trash sticker, so we check those things as well. And then all boats have to have a, if you have an outboard motor of any type or inboard motor of any type, have to have an oil discharge placard somewhere on the boat. Uh, so those last two items are things that we carry with us, and if we happen to get a boat that doesn't have one, then we will give it to the owner and let them let them put it on their boat so they're not, not uh, uh, you know, so they won't fail the, uh, the exam then. And, Larry, um, for people who maybe are preparing for a vessel safety check or uh, just doing the right thing to make sure that they have all of this equipment, is there a, a resource you can point us to where we can review those in writing? Um, yeah, I'm not, I, don't, uh, uh, I don't have a uh, web link that I can just read off to you right now, but uh, uh, you can go online and, and Google uh, vessel safety check or vessel, uh-huh. vessel safety checklist, and there are places on the Internet that will give you a rundown of the items that they check. You also, if you're state registered or have a state book, state registration book, there's a checklist in, the, in most states, there's a checklist in their, in their uh, book that will uh, uh, tell you what the state requires. So, again, depending on if you're in Ohio, I would suggest going on to the website and, and trying to find the Ohio state uh, regulations for boating and, and or Georgia, where, wherever you go. And mm-hmm. sometimes they'll be a little bit different in, in their requirements. But uh, that's one source where you can go and find that. Okay. Do the regulations or the, the requirements for what needs to be carried with you ever change? Um, yes and yes and no. Uh Age requirements for uh, children have changed over the years on, uh, you know, what age they, sh- they need to be to, to have a life jacket on when the boat's underway. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an example of one that has changed over time. For the most part, though, uh, no, they don't change. Okay. Or at least um, not that often. A- Okay. We'll take a quick break right here and listen to a message from one of our sponsors. When we come back, I want to talk about, you know, just kind of walk us through what what we should expect when the examiner arrives at our boat from start to finish on the vessel safety check. So we will cover that after this message. We'll be back in a moment. AGLCA Admiral Sponsored Dog River Marina is located at the mouth of the Tentom Waterway in Mobile, Alabama, only 22 miles from the Gulf of Mexico. The marina encompasses 95 slips, 80 of which are sheltered. They offer a ship store, courtesy car, rental cars, 24-hour guard service, and shore power. The complex's full-service repair facility is staffed with highly trained personnel to handle everything from simple repairs to complex overhauls. For more information, visit www.dogriver.com. We're back on Great Loop Radio. My guest today is Larry Cook. Larry is one of our goal loopers and also one of our frequent volunteers at events to do vessel safety checks for the looping boats that are in attendance. Um, Larry is kind of walking us through what to expect from a VSC today. So, Larry, let's kind of pick up where we left off. Uh, tell us what to expect when the examiner actually arrives at the boat. What, what should we look for him to do or what should happen next? 
Yeah, when I uh, when I go to a boat to do a vessel exam, of course I introduce myself, tell them who who I am, and then uh, we start. Uh, the first thing I do is ask for the paperwork. Uh, that allows me to gather some uh, some minor information about the owner, uh, the VIN number of the boat, the uh, registration number of the boat, the type of boat, and uh, of course the owner's name, and that all goes on the form that that they then get a copy of at the end of the exam, um, and then. Uh, then I basically, myself, I start at the beginning of the checklist and walk through it. I try to assess uh, during the walkthrough what, you know, what's convenient so we're not running all over the boat, you know, from one end to the other. So uh, I don't do it in any particular order, but I do sort of follow the checklist right on down the line. Okay. Um, how long does it typically take to complete the entire check? Yeah, that, of course, that depends on the size of boat and uh, and – but uh, you know, it'll generally a smaller smaller boat. And I say smaller boat. I'm talking about you know a 30 foot uh, length boat. You can generally do it in about 30 to 40 minutes. You get into a bigger boat. Uh, I've been in houseboats where it's taken close to an hour um, mm-hmm. to to do everything. And then that also uh, uh, time is also based on uh, how much how many questions they ask and uh, and how talkative I am for the day. <laughs> so if I get okay. to talking, sometimes it runs a little longer. <laughs> okay. Um, what are some of the more common reasons that a vessel might fail the check? And is that really actually the correct term that they would fail the vessel safety check, or is there some other term that you use? Yeah, yeah. Fail the vessel safety check is correct. Uh, and of course, what okay. failing means is that we cannot award them a sticker. We mm-hmm. we still complete the check, and and we give them a copy of what we find and allow them then to fix any items. But basically some of the items that uh, uh, quite often fail are, are navigation lights, uh, proper visual distress signals, either they don't have them or they're out of date. Um, other things that we find, uh, especially on smaller boats, are, are uh, the covers on the batteries. Uh, the batteries have been installed, there's no cover on there. And of course that's to prevent electrical shock or fires. Uh, we have also found life jackets that have been uh, should have been taken out of service. Um, you know, they're they're very worn and not serviceable anymore, but people still keep mm-hmm. them on their boats sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. Horns, you know, we're out here around a water environment. Horns often don't work. That's generally a minor a minor issue. And sometimes we'll find fire extinguishers that are out of date. Uh, either they're in the red or they're just so old that they're not serviceable anymore. Mm-hmm. Any rough guess, Larry, as to how what percentage of vessels fail on the first inspection? Um, looking back on my history with the AGLCA doing them there, I would say that uh, probably probably one one out of five, maybe two out mm-hmm. of five at the most, will have an item mm-hmm. that needs to be fixed. And generally, if we're doing it at the rendezvous. You know, there's time to fix those items. It's either a burned-out light bulb or a dirty contact or, you know, something. And they, the owner then can fix those, and then, and then I will come back. They can either call me or I'll come back. If you're out there in the general public, if you were at a marina and you asked a, a vessel examiner to do a, a check and there was something wrong, then all you got to do is, is call them back, and they'll come back out and do it again. Or you can ask for another examiner to come out and do it, and what they'll do is just check the items that were that were defect, and as long as they've been corrected, then, they, then the sticker is awarded them. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I think that that rough, you know, ballpark percentage that you gave of those who do fail on the first try is 
you know, a very interesting idea um, because loopers in general are safe boaters and they do know the required equipment. So um, I think, you know, it just goes to me to say that people really need to be doing this check because you, even though you know what's required, you may not realize that your fire extinguisher is out of date or that your visual distress signals are out of date or whatever that might be. So we really do encourage everyone, whether you're coming to one of our events or not, to get one of these checks um, on a regular basis. And uh, when a vessel does pass the check, of course, they get the sticker you mentioned, um, how frequently do you recommend that they are rechecked at that point? Uh, those stickers are good for a year. Mm-hmm. So every every year they they should be uh, should be rechecked um, because, like you say, things happen. You know, uh, contacts on light bulbs go bad, and because we're in a we are in a, a wet environment, so things happen. Um, so uh, the the sticker is good for a year. So my recommendation is is uh, to do a, a retest every year. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's great information and great advice. Um, if you are coming to the upcoming fall rendezvous, you can still sign up for a vessel safety check. You had the opportunity to do that during your online registration, but you can also request that on site. And we have um, some examiners lined up from the local power squadron and Coast Guard Auxiliary there in Alabama. That will be coming out three afternoons to do those for us, um, since unfortunately Larry won't be there. Um, and also keep in mind that it is October, so it will still be a 2017 sticker that you're getting. Um, we get a lot of questions in our um, early in the year events, and I know you've done some of them for us too, Larry. Uh, some of our uh, January Gold Looper events we've done that a lot of people are eager to do one then because it's generally the new 2018 sticker would be in by then. So um, keep that right, in mind. Right. Re- yes. Regardless of when you do it, we do encourage that you do that at least once a year. Uh, Larry, any additional thoughts before we wrap up for the day? No, I don't think so, unless you have any other questions for me. I can't think of anything else. Um, you know, it really is a very simple process. So, again, we just encourage everyone to do that. Um, and, Larry, we thank you for your time. I know that you're out there cruising and you've just kind of pulled in for the day and, and granted us some of your time to record this, so we appreciate that. Um, once you finish the Down East Loop, which is your current adventure, we'd love to have you back to tell us all about that. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Larry. We appreciate your time. And thanks to all of our listeners for joining us today. We'll be back next week with another episode of of Great Loop Radio. Until then, safe cruising.